Hey Raj, yet another episode. Um, I, I can't believe we're flying through them. I think this is episode 10 or 11 now. Um, we, we're just uh, kind of flying through them. And uh, yeah, um, I mean, we're, we're obviously Gen AI, AI, business strategy, creativity, all that kind of thing. Um, and I'm quite excited to dive into today's uh, topic, which is how Gen AI is shaping business strategy. So um, I'm excited to pick your brain as the the owner and founder of a company um, uh, in terms of how you're using Gen AI um, to to kind of reshape the way business operates and how we're interacting with customers and that kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know if you want to maybe lay the foundation with a quick overview of Gen AI's significance in the business world, how it's being used as a strategic asset. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think the first thing I want to say is what is Gen AI? Gen AI? So these are new tools and software which are using AI technology as part of their offering. That's the way I look at Gen AI. And in many ways, this is an evolution of data analysis. So there was there was a bit of like calculus used in the past, and then became like you know, big data, data analysis, and the, the data forms, and now it's you know, coming to AI and, you know, it, in many ways, it's the evolution of it. What's different is that this analysis now is done by a tool which it has similar behaviors to human brain. So you can't really figure out what's going on. But it gives you responses based on what's it's trained by material. It will actually give answers to different challenges. It could be as one as the next DJ song you should be playing in a club. <laughs> Spotify is working on that with OpenAI, for instance, right through to very complicated, complex algorithms which have been worked by Bain, for example, um, using OpenAI. So you can use uh, you know, AI the way you want to use it, a bit like how we use a brain. You can use it for great stuff, evil stuff. You can use it for education. You can use it for you know, you can use it for navigating a city. That's how I relate Gen AI with human brains and human behavior. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how? Maybe let's start at the beginning. Like, how in terms of the AI, Gen AI, how is Gen AI basically being used um, for? business strategy is it kind of just spotting trends and patterns i know there's a kind of predictive element as well to it uh you know you can generate um stats that don't exist based on the stats that you've got uh to kind of inform where the market might be heading and that kind of thing um how how are people currently using gen ai in in inside of their business strategy yeah so there are multiple ways one thing you already mentioned is like generative ai so you can use it to generate different elements. Today, it's been used at scale for generating images. There are multiple tools that are going to use. DALI 3, I believe now is one of the top tools uh, for generating images. Then there is generating audio, for example. So 11 Labs, I would say, is a great tool. You can actually input your own audio, generate audio from it. And then there's Whisper, where which can actually listen to your conversation and transcribe it, for instance, I find it way better than what Google and Amazon uh, ever had. So, you know, much, much better than that. Then there is AI analytics. You can actually use AI to predict 
and spot trends and analyze them and put them into a, on a graph so that you can understand what's going on or analyze data and give you responses. But all in all, the idea is that AI can take where you are today with the information you have and fill in the gaps for you, take you to the next level with it. So whether you're using it for Canva to make new designs or whether you're using OpenAI to do some maths for you, for example, all these examples of where AI can use your AI can use is, is train training to be a better assistant to human beings in the form of analysis of generating content and then is helping overall to to get things done faster and better. Yeah. So um how how do businesses need to adapt to effectively leverage the benefits of generative AI? Um, and maybe, I don't know if you want to keep it broad, maybe strategy as well as content or kind of just narrow down on the strategy side. But there's, there's obviously changes and we've been going through this kind of digital transformation for a good, I suppose, decade, if not more already. Um, but now with the with the launch or the, the advent of Gen AI, it just seems to have kind of triggered this avalanche of everyone trying to jump on the bandwagon. But just because you're adopting something doesn't mean it's necessarily going to contribute to your bottom line. So what do you need to kind of figure out first as a business before you just start adapting Gen AI or AI in general um, to, to actually benefit from it? Yeah. Great, great question. I would say the first thing is strategy. A lot of people forget that, like the first thing, any business, any process we ever adapt in a company, we should have a strategy for it. Our company's strategy is AI first, so we always use AI to help us where we where it can and make our work more effective, more efficient. For example, just to give you a, a quick, quick idea, the quality of emails written by the team now is just skyrocketed, for example. It's just become so much better than it used to be, for example, um, only because, you know, we're all using AI right now to kind of help summarize emails and write better emails, for example. That's one. Number two is understanding and training the team. A lot of times we are not training the teams to actually use these tools uh, better. So. For example, I'm creating YouTube videos, which we share with the team constantly so that they can learn how to use AI, how to prompt better, what tools are there in the market, for instance. All this is primarily driven to help our team members and then the larger community when they use AI as well. Mm -hmm. Number three, to provide tools. So for our core team members in Goodman Lantern, we actually provide paid accounts uh, for, for, for tools and we give them the opportunity to, learn, to look at you as we can use AI in our business. Again, it's about encouragement. So giving it very broad here, but really helping to formulate a AI strategy in the company is really important. A lot of times mm -hmm. people forget that if you don't have a strategy, you don't if you don't track the task, don't measure it, it'll never get done. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, cons uh, what can't be measured can't be tested or whatever the saying is. There's yes, something about yeah. measure, test, test, test and measure. Um, so yeah. what are the key factors businesses should consider when looking at integrating AI tech into their, uh, into their operations? So I would say the first step is to understand what is the use case for AI. And that, that simply means that understanding, firstly understanding what AI can do for your business. AI can help every business, any business today because there are multiple 
facets of AI. Whether it's finances, it is content, whether it is branding. So these all, you know, whether it's coding, which is a big part, it can do some great stuff in, in medical sciences, for example, finding trends. There's a lot of different areas of where it can help. The first step really to understand what AI can do for you. And then implementation-wise, it comes down to where's the need? Where are the challenges right now? I think because we are so used to doing things in a particular way, because we're difficult to see outside what's available. So many times, I was telling you about earlier that transcription of audio and video used to be a manual job. Till about last year. And this year, that role is completely gone. People who did transcription as their day job, gone. Finding trends on Google Maps, gone. Like all these things are kind of going away. And so we will see that happening quite a bit. It's about seeing what the lowest hanging fruit, for example. So for instance, if, if people are investing in, in like image generation, for example, or getting artists to design their stuff, can they use, for instance, tools which are out there to actually do that for you? And if so, what do you need for that? Maybe you need like a prompt, for example. Maybe you just need to kind of create something very simple using the API to just generate images for you all the time. In my new company, I've saved myself $45,000 on branding and content strategy just based on this. So that strategy came from real human beings, but then to implement some of that strategy around the the design, um, especially on the images, you know, I would generate like 10,000 images. I did that through 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 the AI tools, and voila, it just kind of saved us a lot of cash. Now, obviously, we lady, let's look at the two kind of spectrum, or the ends of the spectrum, should I say? Um, there's the the fast adopters and the the very slow adopters, and um, I think everyone, most people at the moment are kind of in that kind of middle section of the bell curve. But there's still the outliers on both ends. So what advice would you give to businesses that are hesitant about embracing Gen AI? I believe the biggest challenge here is, well, we are talking about AI. Experts are talking about AI. People who are doing research are talking about AI. Maybe people investing in AI tech are talking about AI. The large section of people who know that AI exists, they have heard about it in the news, for example, have read about it, but not implementing it because they feel like it's not there yet. They tried something that didn't work out for them. Advice to everybody is to really look at AI regularly. The changes it's making in weeks, it's far greater than the changes which were happening in years, a few, maybe a couple, a couple of decades back. So, for example, let's look at BlackBerry. You know, they were launched a change after every every year or an iPhone, like one, one new model per year. Here, if you look at OpenAI, in like 11 months, they have launched three or four different versions of their tool, each one far, far better than the previous version. And suddenly from a, I was getting a little bit hesitant about OpenAI, but suddenly after the, the latest launch of their GPT-4 Turbo, I feel there's going to be a huge change coming with the new Model 5 and they launched that. So, I mean, it's, you can't predict at the moment how, how much it will impact, but it'll make a big change. And I think the only way to kind of, kind of really be 
using it properly so you keep tabs of what's going on. And if you can't keep tabs of it, check out a YouTube video. I think that's a nice little plug there for yeah. uh, your YouTube channel. <laughs> Um, no, definitely, it's it's your podcast, so plug away. Um, I was I was actually chatting to someone the other day about model decay um, and how it's impacting um, the the output in terms of the well the, the the training of the AI because obviously it's scraping stuff off the internet to train. Um, the internet has now been flooded by terrible AI generated content, and that's now being fed back into it. And there's this kind of theory that AI is getting dumber. And, you know, I was having this conversation with another content producer and she's like, I knew that AI was just a trend and it was not going to last. And this is now just proving my point. But I don't think that that's the case. I, I think that people that are not adopting AI now or are very slow to adopt or and adapt to including it in their, in their process are definitely going to be left behind. That, that, that kind of tail end of the bell curve um, they, they risk actually just getting chopped off um, from from the end of the graph. You know, um, I, I think that there's a danger in not um, adopting some sort of Gen AI approach or incorporation into your process. Absolutely. I'm not going to talk about something very geeky for a second, but I, but it's, I think it's it's going to give <laughs> you an example of what's going on in the market. So a few weeks back, I was doing the experimentation to figure out. The, the next generation of that GPT tool, OpenAI tools. And I was trying to compare it with Anthropic. And Anthropic has a very big input memory. So when you can enter like a novel in, and it will remember that and then analyze that novel for you very quickly. Whereas, for example, OpenAI, till about recently, uh, had only about 4,000 uh, tokens, something like that. So it can only take in like a you know maybe ten pages for instance maximum, um, and um, now they just launched a complete new model, which will take one hundred twenty-eight thousand. That's thirty x more than its previous model. To to achieve mm. that, they, they must have trained it again, and not only trained it again, but they also found that it, it can make it cheaper than the Ford models. So the Ford model is more expensive than the Forex model. Sure. Yeah. Of four turbo model. So these guys have a huge ammunition. They have a lot of cash to burn, and they are stopping at any point because there are people coming in. I mean, obviously Elon Musk launched there. He launches X dot AI um, recently. Then there's money being put into Anthropic, for example, by Amazon and Google. And there are other tools coming up as well. So there's a lot of cash put into this. And it's an arms race, basically. Who can build the fastest AI and the most more powerful AI? So what's the space? This is evolving so fast. I mean, I keep, you know, I spend a lot of time talking about this and looking at this stuff. And I can't keep tabs of everything that's going on in the market today. So yeah, it's, it's a very, I mean, predicting what's going to happen next is really hard because my prediction was that they will continue in the same for model on OpenAI, but they didn't do that. They built a, a brand new way, brand new training, and they've done this new turbo, which is far superior. So, yeah. Yeah. So picking up on that, let's look at the other end of the spectrum. Um, the, the, the very early adopters and the people that take the risk with new technologies before they've been proven. So how, how can companies ensure they stay ahead of the curve 
when they're adopting Gen AI technologies? Well, if the company is adopting this to empower their own company, that's phenomenal. You know, I say go and do that. That's exactly what you should be using it for. So, for example, using it to, you know, write emails, for instance, or summarize emails for you or summarize videos for you, create images for you, that's great. But if you're building tools to compete with or complement OpenAI, my, my thinking is be, be very careful. Let me give you an example. It's to be tools like Jasper were built on ChatGPT. They're out of business. Not, they didn't go out of business, but they are slowing down quite a bit. Then the tools which are actually built, like this thing where you can build a chatbot by training you on using the PDF, I can train it and you can use ChatGPT interface or ChatGPT's API. The new version of, of OpenAI killed that business model completely. So mm. at scale, OpenAI is killing businesses using their own tools or their own APIs. So it's really, again, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen next. What they're going to launch next? They are talk, there's a talk of like them launching an, an audio version of, of OpenAI, which is basically, you know, it can do much more audio work than it's doing right now. There's talks of, talk about doing video generation using OpenAI. Again, I don't know what they're working on right now. It's really hard to say. But mm. as you progress in the next 10 years, 30 years, as I mentioned before, you rapid changes and the, all these bits are, are adding to it and the growth is exponential. It's not linear for sure, it's exponential. So expect big changes happening and the big launches happening every quarter, for instance, at least. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so the, the 60 second takeaway, um, if we go back and think about business strategy and using AI, um, what, what would your 60 second takeaway be for, for this episode? My takeaway would be that the only way to keep tabs of, of AI is to actually use it. Explore the tools. This is not a fad. This is, this is, gonna, is here to stay. It's not a cryptocurrency. It's going to stay. It's going to be part of our lives. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, it will take away jobs, unfortunately. But as individuals, our role is to adopt it, skill ourselves, reskill ourselves, how to use these tools better. That includes prompting and QA, knowing what's going, happening in the market, keeping keeping a, a sort of a, a tab on what, what's happening, what's been launched, for instance. And as I mentioned before, if you don't know what's going on, feel free to check out the, the YouTube video, Goodman Lantern. There's a lot of, channel has a lot of different ideas there for you. My final comment over here is because AI is there, just implementing some parts of it won't help the business. A strategy is very important. So start with a strategy on what you want to do in your company, what's going to be a strategy for AI, what will be your, your tact on it, only then implement it. Because that way you will see a better ROI and it'll be more clarity in your team as well. Yeah, very sage advice. And um, as usual, an enlightening conversation thank you Raj um, you, and to the listeners don't forget to subscribe um, if you felt value in this please, please share it with those uh, you, you think will benefit from it and uh, until next time uh, we'll, we'll see you again on the Goodman Podcast see you then